0: Good evening, all you creatures of the night, and welcome back again to the It Records podcast. Today, we'll be doing another solo episode of the Horoscope, generally a weekly podcast or bi weekly podcast. So, we'll give you some insights into the horror genre, into some movie production things that are going on beyond our full deep dive into a singular movie or a mini episode where we all kind of discuss a topic. So, it's me just giving you kind of an update into the horror genre, and today I thought I would do something kind of interesting that was teeters on being a mini-episode, but I'm going to do a topic called Horror Film Trilogies That Never Finished. So we all know that horror cinema has franchises galore, especially if the box office is successful in the first film and it was low budget, and sometimes it's a burden and something of joy for some of us that shifts us to countless series based on anything from child cults to murderous cookies. But what isn't so fun is when a promising set of films that you enjoyed and were planned out to be a series goes unfinished, leaving some fans wondering what might have been. So those are the type of films I'm gonna be talking about today. I'll give you a few of them. Um, About eight examples of unfinished horror trilogies that could have been. The first one that I'm gonna start with is Fright Night, and that's actually the first film we did on this podcast, uh, Pete and I. So among the pantheon of great 1980s horror, Fright Night holds a special place in many fans' hearts, including Pete and mine, the tale of a young man battling his vampire neighbor with the aid of washed-up horror stars, earned classic status thanks to its fun and adventurous tone, combined with fantastic performances by Chris Randon and Roddy McDowell. While the second entry in the series didn't, and still doesn't, receive anywhere near enough love, there is still interest in developing another outing for Peter Vincent and his adoring fan, Charlie. We actually saw a remake um, in the early 2000s with Colin Farrell and Anton Yelchin. But What put the film in the grave for a trilogy was a graphic crime that made national headlines. In 1989, the Menendez brothers gained instant infamy when they brutally murdered their parents. Their father held the franchise rights at the time of his death, which caused Fright Night Part 3 to fall apart, along with few other productions. The franchise would see some activity activities. Uh, sorry, the franchise would see some activity years later, with a remake that I just discussed, um, and receive a direct-to-video sequel, which essentially served as yet another lousy remake. The second series that was an almost trilogy is Night Watch, International cinema was a hot ticket item during the early years of the century. All sorts of film movements crept in, like the J horror boom, the rise of hardcore French horror and South Korean thrillers begin to grab our attention. One of the most unexpected of these was the sudden appearance of Nightwatch, a massive Russian blockbuster which plans to be the absolute genre trilogy for the time. The first two entries were massively successful in their homeland and performed quite well overseas, too. It's easy to see why the combination of Russian culture, monsters, and a kind of rock and roll aesthetic. It's almost like the Cool Kids version of Nightbread, trading the fairy tale qualities for a dirty street vibe. Another element building excitement for the final entry was how the series had wrapped each title thus far. The first finished out with a kind of dark twist generally reserved for a middle entry, while the second had a happy ending that tied up a good deal of the plot. The final installment then was free to go in all kinds of directions. So what happened with the third film? Well 20th Century Fox looked into bringing the series stateside for the next installment, utilizing the bizarre ending of Daywatch to create something that was both a sequel and a reboot. Some talent from the original films would be kept, while new American characters would be thrown into the mix. Somewhere down the line, the project either fell apart or set aside and forgotten about as either Fox nor the original Russian production company put together the last movie. Most likely, uh, the series' found success would be rebooted rather than completed. The third film here, the third series that was a possible trilogy, is The Collector. So after cutting their teeth working on franchises like Feast and Saw, Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton set up to work on a project of their own design. The concept was a cat-and-mouse thriller of a thief locked in a house with a vicious mass killer, which resulted in an excellent film called The Collector. A few years later, the duo crafted a sequel titled The Collection, which expanded the series scope and lore. The pair had an idea for a third and final installment known as The Collected, only nothing came to pass. They eventually. Reunited with star Josh Stewart for another film called The Neighbor, that offered a similar vibe, but failed to make up for the missing installment in their flagship series. Everyone involved could still manage to put together this last film, though it remains to be seen that there's anyone that has enough interest from either fans or the studio. Moving on, number four. Time Walker. There's a very high chance most of you have never heard of this film, or best known under an alternative title when it appeared on Mystery Science Theater 3000 as being from another planet. Time Walker is frankly a pretty lackluster affair through the one that still managed to entertain due to its large part its ridiculous premise that adds sci-fi elements to an otherwise classic mummy movie scenario. A California, California a California college has gotten their hands on a new mummy which they plan to exhibit for good press during x-rays of the sarcophagus, one of the students finds a sub-compartment filled with precious gems so naturally he steals them. Before you know it, the mummy is awake and causing havoc in search of his shiny stones. What well, sets this apart? That the mummy is actually an alien, who instead of being an object for a spell, requires them to activate his technology. Instead of cursing and murdering people, this mummy prefers to burn his victims with mold. Now, despite this generally being inept, poorly lit, and made on a shoestring budget, the filmmakers actually had the stones to end this one on a sudden cliffhanger in the words, to be continued. So since nobody saw or cared about the movie sequel, uh, it never really happened. And while there may have been no intent for a proper trilogy, let's face it, if you're trying to make a franchise out of an alien mummy, you're not going to stop at part two. Number five. Jeepers Creepers. You may be asking yourself, wait, there are three Jeepers Creepers films, aren't there? Well, yes. Only the third isn't what fans were promised at all. So, for years, director Victor Salva talked about a proper follow-up to the original story, originally set in the future, though time has caught up with him, meaning it would now be the present. The film would follow original leading Lady Trish as she attempts to defend her son from the monster that hunted her family before. Once cameras were finally rolling on a third movie, everyone assumed that is what we were getting, and turned it until it turned out to be an entirely different plot based between the first and second films that provided some setup for the planned cathedral installment, while raising far more questions than it answered. While the series did technically get a proper sequel, sorry, while the series technically did get a proper trilogy, it's not the ones that fans were waiting for and were actually promised. Waxwork 3 Through the Gates of Time is the next one we'll be talking about. Long before Cab in the Woods was even an idea, the waxwork franchise was the embodiment of a kitchen sink approach to horror. Both films feature everything from ghosts, zombies, aliens, manning plants, vampires. Uh, if it kills people, it was probably in this film. While well, the first focused solely on a wax museum, the second switched to a time travel formula, which would have continued to serve as the basis for a planned third entry. Sadly, the usual pitfalls of shrinking budgets and poor returns in the second film sent the series to an early grave. If any franchise is begging for a relaunch, it's this one. Number 7 is Godzilla the Karu Saga. Godzilla uh, continuity is a daunting topic to say the least, especially with the films out this summer, Uh, but with different branches, alternative universes, and time travel. there's room for trilogies in there, and for this saga, nowhere is that better represented than during the Millennium Era, which served as a sort of anthology, which, each installment building on the original film's concept with little regard for anything else, some of these films even ended with hints for potential continuations without ever having a proper follow-up. This practice suddenly changed with Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, was followed by Tokyo S.O.S. Not only did this serve as the direct sequel to the other, but their history included other Toho Monster Flakes with Mothra and Space Amoeba. Now the final film series in the horror genre that did not get the trilogy that it was looking for is Jack Frost 3, Jackzilla. And I think I mentioned Jack Frost on this podcast is when I would go to the movie store growing up and I would see the VHS that I could rent for the Jack Frost and the cover was like a holographic uh, cover that would change based on your vantage point from a normal snowman to a murderous one. Well, that series itself had in its mind three films. (laughs) You can file this one under personal interest, if you will. Of the massive amounts of straight-to-video 90s schlock, Jack Frost stood out thanks to a ridiculous premise and Christmas spirit. The follow-up took a shift towards holiday vacation tropes mixed with a sort of Gremlins Critters vibe. They didn't strike as much of a chord with audiences. The wrap-up hinted at Jack becoming a giant-style threat for future outings, but that never really emerged. And I, I can't speak for the rest of the horror community, but I could stand for a silly Christmas flick, uh, Santa's Sleigh, you know, Jack Frost. The director has hinted that he's gaming uh, for making another film if the opportunity should arise, but guess makes it. Uh, It probably won't happen. Uh, It'd be a better world with movies with giant killer snowmen. But believe it or not, this is a small sampling of incomplete franchises floating around. I gave you eight here today to talk about, but there are probably several more out there that were planned trilogies, planned franchises that just never finally got to the end of their series. But with that, I will end it. Uh, You can get at us here on Twitter or or Facebook, uh, our website, Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Give us a review that lets people really get out there and listen to us, get new viewers in there. And, and please let us know of other series that you know of that really didn't make the cut uh, for this list, but didn't finally finish that I may have missed. I'd love to hear your feedback. But until next time, I am Matt Johnson. Remain in the shadows.